RC Health Services. Need I say more? No, I don't. But in case you're like stuck under a rock for the past, you know, years, uh, maybe you've you were locked away and held captive, and you just escaped and you're free, and now you want to know about RC Health Services. Well, first of all, go to rchealthservices.com, check it out. RC Health Services is one of the premier CPR and EMS training courses in the world in the planet of earth and maybe even in the universe depending on whether you think there's life out there or not and if there is life out there do they have these cpr courses i don't know it might he might be one of the best in the universe that i just thought about that that's crazy roberts and haiti chambers run this awesome company they're friends of mine and i'm so happy that they, they continuously support this podcast thank you both rchealthservices.com check them out also you need to check out activated muscles Go to the website, simple enough, activatedmuscles.com. Raul and, and, and Andy Treverton help you make your body work better for you. And there's no doubt they benefit me. I've been seeing them off and on for a uh, couple years. And I went to Raul for the past two days. We worked on my body, get my body lined up, get my body to agree with my intentions when I throw the discus. And it's been working. I've had some great training sessions this week. Uh, and there's no doubt it's because of their magic touch. So check them out. ActivatedMuscles.com. It's time for the nugget. Well, welcome in, everyone. Thank you for taking some time to to uh, listen to me, to be with me right now, to let me talk into your your ear hole. Um, <laughs> it is the JKL Podcast Nugget number seven. This is the fifth in the series of seven days, seven nuggets. And you may be thinking, and if you weren't, maybe you are going to be thinking that now. We are in the seventh day and we're only on number five in the series. Yeah, that's a little bit of a fail on my part. It's kind of disappointing for me. Uh, I know it's not for you, but I really wanted to see if I can do this in seven days. It won't be within seven days. So, um, <laughs> but seven seven will be on the way. So um, that's going to be in a few days. But anyways, I want to tell you about something that's been haunting me, like probably for a few weeks, maybe even for a few months, but really intense. Like today, it's been it's really been haunting me. Like. A force following me around, you know. I had a pretty productive day. I did a lot of shit. Um, but I just had this thing that just wouldn't go away. And it might be exacerbated by the fact that I, I had quite a few brewskis last night with some good friends. Shout out. Kanoski, Lucio, Alvarez III, Tito, Carbonelli. Uh, we were hanging out, had a, had a few more beers than I thought I would, but that's okay. That's a good problem. But today I just had this strong, sinister force follow me around today. And I'm going to, I'm going to go through on it. Okay. It's about seven, what shit, seven sixteen at night before night's end. I will have a large Domino's pizza. <sighs> I'm just shivering right now. Just thinking about it. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know about you guys and gals, but, you know, on my social media feeds, these Domino's ads will pop up and the, the pictures are so beautiful. I mean, the pizza pic, oh, 
it's so beautiful and i know like uh, i <laughs> these you know these 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 phones are reading our minds for damn sure and i know these ads are geared towards me but maybe you've seen them out there maybe you're sharing in this 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 silent this silent mania for domino's pizza i don't even eat a lot of takeout pizza um Though I probably do crave pizza after nights that I drink. After I after I drink a lot of beer, usually the next day I, I I'm hungry specifically for carbohydrates. And not just like, you know, carbohydrates from sweet potatoes, or whatever, but, you know, but carbohydrates from things like, you know, like Coke or pizza or hamburgers and french fries. But I've been pretty good today about my food, but I, I will be getting this pizza later. And you know what? It's not gonna be optimal, but it's gonna fill my soul and it'll probably Help me in getting my calorie count up so that it'll, it'll kind of roll over until tomorrow. I've had some good results actually um, eating pizza and then the next day having good training. <laughs> I think if I did it regularly, it would it would not feel so good. But um, for some reason, the occasional large pizza and all that sodium and all that fat, uh, it, it really benefits me the next day. But... Yeah, I'm kind of just, I can't wait till that happens. It's going to happen in a few hours. Uh, probably after I edit this podcast and uh, put it up, then I'll probably go straight to Domino's and just fulfill my destiny. Anyways, <laughs> like I said, today I had a pretty productive day. Uh, I went and got my, my car, re- uh, I guess my registration's been out f- for a while and I had to go get an inspection today. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of sad to say, but this is only happening because I got, I got a ticket for my registration being expired. If you don't live in Texas, uh, maybe it is like this in your state, but uh, the registration and the inspection go hand in hand. You can't have one out the, one without the other now. So what's really sad about this story is that my registration was expired in November of 2018. <laughs> it is now July 2019. It's, it's pathetic. It's sad. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not right. I'm not writing telling you this, but I hate doing shit like that to the point where I'm I'm willing to be a complete, absolute dumbass and have it just crash down on me later in life. You know, so now I'm going <laughs> to now I'm going to go get this registration done, pay that shit off. I probably have some late fee to do. I got to go to the courthouse. I can't do it online. Uh, I got to go to the courthouse and wait a couple of hours. I probably have to pay another fee there. They're probably going to tack on a bunch of fees. Then I have to go to court. And then I'll probably get another fine there, you know, and they're probably not going to be very lenient because my registration was so expired. It's And this has happened before. <laughs> it's pathetic. I admit it. It's pathetic. But I just really want to get it out there. Okay. I just want to put it out there onto the, to the, to the, to the universe. I fucking hate these tasks with a passion. You know, how about you renew your license? How about you fucking do this and this and that? You know, ugh. I guess some would say call you know call it being a grown up. I call it fuck that shit. That's what I call it. Excuse my language. You know, having a car and all the shit that comes with it, man. It, uh, uh. You know, especially in Houston because you got to drive so much. Especially if you're a self-employed musician like myself, you got to drive all the damn time. You got to buy all that damn gas. You got to you got to maintain the shit out of your car. Then you got to do dumb shit like. Get it inspected and get a registration. Uh, I think it's. I don't think it's possible, but I think the dream is that I don't have a car, 
right? I don't have a car. This is this is the ideal world, the world that's never going to exist, but just in my other my other than my brain, right? I just wake up. I'll, I'll you know I'll sleep in a box somewhere, or some shit like that, as long as I have a nice mattress, maybe a fan or something like that, and I'll just put it right by the uh, the very limited Houston Metro Rail, and I'll just wake up, hop on that motherfucker. It'll take me to the discus ring and back, or it'll take me to my gym and back. And that's it. That's all I want to. That's all I want to do. Okay. Do I want to work? Yes, I do want to work. And I wish I can take public transit to work, but in Houston, it's just not quite. As a self-employed musician, it's not quite possible. And I'm just bitching right now. That's what's happening. Okay. So just just listen to it. Um. Anyways, I hate that stuff. I'll admit it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just. I just admit that I fucking hate that stuff. I hate these tasks that we have to do. Don't pertain to things that we can do to make a true impact on humanity. You know, we all have our things, right? Some of us are teachers, we're musicians. Some of us are plumbers or some of us are fucking uh, metal workers. I don't know. We have things that we like doing or like being busy with. And we sometimes we got to fucking go get a registration. God! Oh. Anyways. <laughs> like I said. It was a pretty productive day. And uh, today I was practicing in the morning. I practiced my trombone today. It's been a little while because it's the summertime and <clears throat> everybody needs a little bit of a, a little bit of downtime. You know, if you're, if you're intense with the trombone all the time and you don't take it downtime, you start to hate the trombone. That's not a good place to be. So I came back to practicing today and it was pretty good. It was nice. Um, and I was reminded of some things that I, I think about. I had to think about a lot. When I practice, and I haven't quite voiced these thoughts out, or you know, blogged about them or anything like that, so maybe I'll just share it here. Okay. Um, so as I'm sitting there practicing, you know, I was I was warming up slowly and being patient, which I think is something I've. I'm glad to have learned to have to do is be patient. And I started just kind of slowly working towards my aspirations of the sounds I wanted to have at the moment. And I realize whenever I do these things that often, I mean, often as in more often than not. So maybe not most of the time, but often to get to the sounds that I want and to be productive in the way that I want and many others would, would want as well. I'm often having to do things that are quite the opposite of what I was taught. Now, I've had some great, great, great teachers. There's no doubt. I'm super lucky. I mean, not just lucky. I worked to be able to work with them. So I am fortunate. Okay. Uh, But there's some things that I have to do that is opposite of what they said. And not just them. A lot of common knowledge. And that tells me. And that's something I often have to think about and remember. And I tell other people this. You can't teach everyone the same way. Not only is it is it flawed, but it's just not smart. Okay? So, I remember one instance, right? And this is generally good advice. But someone said, hey, man, you should slow your air down. Thicken it up. Warm it up. And then the sound will get thicker and wider. Yeah, it does. Now, is that something you want to tell to somebody who 
kind of has a naturally lowish voice and also has a big head like me. So you're going to tell somebody who already naturally kind of has a slower moving uh, sound creating mechanism. You're going to tell them to slow it down even more. Does that make sense to anybody? And I'm kind of ashamed that I didn't think about this when they were telling me telling me this at the time. That's why this thing is probably going to be titled, you know, life is usually better when you use your brain. <laughs> I mean, I get it. If you're like a regular sized person, your head is not huge like mine and you have like a regular voice, maybe even a high voice, which a lot of people, a lot of people tend to have highish voices, male or female. Yeah, maybe you need to slow the air down a little bit slower than what you're used to doing when you're speaking. But if you have somebody who's kind of already naturally doing that, do you really want do you want them to slow the air down even more? Is that smart? I mean, I the the equipment that I use when I play trombone, it's not the biggest stuff out there. There's way bigger equipment out there. I don't use a big mouthpiece. I don't use a big trombone or heavy trombone. And even when I do, I do that out of an effort to try and keep myself from sounding too dark, too dull. And even when I do that, I, I can still find myself playing too dark and don't. It's like, what the hell? What's going on? Because I, I have the small equipment. What else am I supposed to do? I have the desire to sound a little more lively. What else am I supposed to do? And then I realize, wait, maybe it has more to do with my physical structure than the actual equipment itself. So a lot of what I have to do when I play and when I have to get to the sounds that I want or the sounds that I've heard out there, uh, for instance, like in the Tchaikovsky competition where there are great players, I'm having to do the opposite things. I'm having to uh, make some of the spaces in my mouth smaller. I'm having to uh, think about a, a more nasally sound at times so that the kind of air that comes out of my body is more fitting to the instrument. I'm having to practice some head head voice singing to bring... Uh, you know, because if you chest voicing all the time into the trombone, you know, it just it makes you sound like this all the time. What's going on? You know, sometimes you need a little bit of, you know, a little bit of head voice here. Hi, how's it going? Is that good? I don't know. I think I'm still in chest voice, but you get what I'm saying. So I'm having to spend time imagining things in my head getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then the result comes out for me. So it, that got me thinking. It's like, Coaching an athlete or teaching a musician or something, you know, you really need to do your your due diligence and understanding how to coach or teach on a an athlete by athlete or student by student basis. And it's it's not news. We've all heard this before, but I'm not so sure it's always put into practice. And it you know it takes a lot of effort. Um. Actually, I told a student last night because he has some issues getting into the low range, which I do not, and it's not a coincidence. Uh, but I told him, hey, okay, so it's not naturally part of your physicality. Try to sing down there, even if it's kind of a low falsetto. That way, you're at least you're you're signaling to your body that something needs to happen and that you can adapt to the to the register in that way. So we see this in sports too. People get coached the same, and it's just it, you can't do that, especially in sports, because just look at people. They're built differently. People are built differently. Like I'm a six six dude, and you find another six six dude my same weight. You look at us; we're gonna look different. Uh, I don't know if anybody spends a good amount of time looking at me, but <laughs> in my own analysis of my body, I have more of a 50-50 length with my torso and my legs. 
And some people, and a lot of people have more of kind of, I guess, a 60-40. Their legs are longer than their torso. Uh, You're going to see a lot of this in kind of, uh, you know, like West African people or descendants of that or, you know, American people. So why... Why should you coach people with different bodies the same way? Why should you have them do the same positions? You shouldn't, right? You need to analyze what they're doing and you need to be alive and and interactive to how they react to certain cues. So I was just thinking about that today. And, you know, it's, it's, it's another example of how my trombone practicing benefits my throwing and vice versa, how my throwing benefits my trombone practice. I was like, man, there's a lot of stuff that I do to get the result that's that's a good result in my eyes, and I have to do the opposite of what I was taught. And it just makes more sense, actually. So it, it, it makes me wonder about what kind of wording I'm using when I teach, when I have taught, and how I'm going to do it going forward. You know, It's not just the idea you're portraying, but also the, what kind of words are you using? What kind of words are you using that... You know, certain people have a different way of perceiving the same word. So, uh, you know, these moments, and I'm 34, I've been teaching for a long time and coaching, and it's kind of crazy to make these realizations this late in the game, but, uh, you know, this is something to bring into my teaching again in the future, and um, that's basically what I wanted to get across today, other than whining about, you know, doing chores as, as an adult. Um <laughs> We can't treat everybody the same. We just can't. If we do, we're doing people a disservice. And I'm not just telling you that. I'm definitely telling myself that. I'm basically just talking to myself out loud, which is all this Nuggets business is all about. But anyways, have a good evening. I'm going to start thinking about my Domino's pizza. First, I have to get this podcast up. But thanks again. Thank you. Thank you so much for just checking these out, spending some time with me, humoring my exercise here. Talk to you soon.